regular season MVP, three-time All-Star MVP, All-Star game 11 times, first team seven times in a row on what truly is one of the great resumes in all of basketball. Drives inside the finish. Bryant for three. Tie game. You gotta go harder than what they're doing right now. You understand? They're playing just so we got one more than they do. It's right there for us to take. Man, this gives me the chills. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good little clip. He was a beast, bro. Kobe Bryant, the late, the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, episode 33. Woo! Right? Yeah. Yeah, 33 and this simple ass podcast. Feels like last week it was just 32. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we uh we chose to start this podcast off with a little bit of a highlight reel uh from Kobe, a little some playoff highlights from his career. Um obviously it's been about 5 days since his passing. Since him and and uh, those eight eight others that that passed away in the helicopter accident, and you know, I I was thinking about starting it with, you know, like um, the the breaking story, you know what I mean, from from a news outlet. But I was I was thinking like, why not remember the good times? Yeah, right. Like, like we're we're at a point now, um, not to say that we want to forget, obviously, but just to to. Remember the the like you said the good times the great moments that Kobe had. Um, unfortunately, we don't know much about the others that passed. Um, so you know we we know one was a college baseball coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we know that his daughter also passed. Um, but I, I you know I wanted to start the, the podcast off on a on a semi positive note. You know, obviously, we are bringing light to the tragedy that happened. Um, it still sucks. I know there's a lot of people that's that are still mourning. Um, but you know, like, like you just said, like, let's, let's remember the, the good times. Uh, I'm not laughing at, at this. I'm laughing at what were you doing? I don't know. Jacking that mic. But yeah. So welcome. Episode 33. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, we started the last podcast with this too. It's something you have to do. You know, you gotta, it's worth bringing up, but it's just so, so hard to keep reliving the moments. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, the tough ones. Like yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Remembering Kobe as a player is a good thought. You know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. But then re- remembering the moments of that accident and the feelings you go through as you're finding out all the information, and that's not fun. The ups and downs, man. That's it's pretty tough. rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially for not knowing somebody, you know. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is, is seeing how influential he was 
we knew obviously that he was that celebrity type. He was that, you know, that huge, uh, persona, I guess, um, in the world. We knew what he was about. Um, but seeing how many people, you know, average Joe's like us were, you know, how, how much they were affected by it. And, but is it just the Kobe or is it the whole thing? Because I feel like, I think it's the whole thing. Losing Kobe was pretty shocking. But his daughter and then the other families was devastating. That was, yeah, seeing, that was like, it was a huge shock seeing, you know, because you, you go through it, you, you listen to it and how it all went down and, and, you know, all the news stories, you know, all the speculation of who was in there, how many people were at first were in there and stuff like that. At first we heard it was like four people and then we heard five and it was four of his daughters, like all four of his daughters or something like that. And. And then we heard it was Rick Fox. And then, you know, finally, you know, news broke that it was nine people. And it was the, the was it Altabello, Altabello family? Alt, Altabelli. Altabelli family. Um, community college coach, his wife and daughter. Um, you know, and it's just, just finally getting to that moment and realizing who, you know, passed and how. It was just like, Jesus, dude, like, it's crazy. You know, it's, and then you start thinking as a parent, you know, or an uncle, aunt, whatever, and, and how that would, how would you be able to, you know, be in that situation? How would you be, you know what I mean? Like, and we talked about this yesterday on your podcast, you know, and it's just, yeah. you know, losing in, in that moment, the feeling Kobe must have had, not only Kobe, but the, the father, the other father, um, even the pilot. Knowing, you know, how he just lost complete control of it. You know, well, I'm and, sure he had to feel like most of it was his fault yeah. as well. I mean, you're going to go down with that feeling like this is your responsibility. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, rough. It's, yeah, it's rough. So. Um, well, how's your day? My day was great. My day was great. Really? Um, I had some, you know, ups and downs, but I started off today kind of like, uh, it's Friday. I didn't get much sleep last night, but. Start off today, I was like, all right. Scary movie or what? No, I just, I, I couldn't sleep. Like, Nightmares? I got home from the podcast yesterday, and then I was trying to wind down, and I took, I think it was, uh, it's because I took my melatonin too late. Mm. And so, like, my body was just, like, out of whack, and. Um, Should have gone out back by the seesaw, smoked a J. <laughs> I wish. Shit. <laughs> I, dude, I wish I could smoke a little bit. Of J's. Of J's. That way, dude, I just feel like I'd be, like happiest of moods just chill like see i don't need to i left the podcast last night i was fucking out were you dude i got home showered and i was i don't even remember what happened i remember waking up in the morning and i said what <laughs> it's 2 30 already yeah <laughs> now i wish i could i was i could be that way but my mind just goes everywhere when i'm laying in bed that's my morning my, my morning mind is nuts yeah when it and then when especially when everybody's asleep like i have nobody to like talk to like, I'm just laying in bed like, mm, shit. Oh, dude, that's the best. So this is what you do when that happens and you're laying in bed, everybody's asleep, and you got those thoughts going. You just turn to her and go, what? <laughs> what did you say? And then they're always like, what? Wake up. What happened? Oh, I thought you said something. My bad. <laughs> Tripping out. Hey, while you're awake. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. It works dude. every time. They hate it, but I like it. That's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. I'm going to try that. What did you say? <laughs> you know what? Fuck. I, what I, what I, well. We still co-sleep. Ella still sleeps with us, and Olivia still sleeps on, on 
Amy's side. Well, what we have is our king and then a little twin wedged in on the side. Oh, dude, we did that for a little bit. Yeah. We had that. So Amy does it because she still feeds. It's she like, still breastfeeds. It's like a sidecar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so she still breastfeeds, so it's easier for her just to lay there, and whenever Olivia's ready to eat, she just rolls over and boom, tit out, and let's go, you know, let's eat. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, so it works out. To the right, tit for the baby. To the left, tit for the homie. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no fun, you know? If the homie can't have none. But, um, so yeah, uh, she does that, and... and I, for the most part, have, you know, most of the bed, but Ella, she's such a crazy sleeper, dude. Like, she'll be, she'll start off regular, and then she'll be, like, diagonal, and then, like, perpendicular to me, and then she's head to the toe board, and, like, it's freaking insane, dude. So, um, I think I finally fell asleep yesterday about, like, I would say, like, 11, 11-ish, and then not bad. had to wake up at 4.30. Well, yeah, my alarm goes off at 4.30, right. and then... And then old bed. Uncle Snooze kicks oh, in. Oh, yeah. Three times. Get out of bed at 5.07. <laughs> and then it's go, 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 go. Like, I got to get to, you know. But, um, you know, and then work. Work was work. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just oil-filled work. So monotonous, dude. Just, like, over it. Yeah. I know what to expect. You know what I mean? Even the times that I don't know what to expect, it's the same old shit that's happened before. It's like, oh, fuck, now I remember what happened, you know. Like, <laughs> I've been here before, you know. It's just. Ah, over it. How was your day, though? That was good. It was yep. a good day. It was a lot of fun. What's, so what's a day in the life of a, of manager rich? Um, Well, in manager land, it's you're, you're, I'm doing, like, today's the last day of the fiscal year for most retail businesses. Okay. Everything ends in end of January. So for me today, is just wrapping up all the reporting and going over our final sales numbers, which we whooped some ass this year. So it was great. Get a lot of congratulations emails. Those kind of years are great. Um, but the fun part of the day is when I get the team out there resetting bays and creating, you know, like they're moving stuff from the AIL to the BIL and then oh, changing yeah. products around. And then like my, one of the guys, Daniel, dude, he's just reset a bay and did it all color coordinated. So when you walk over there, it pops and everybody walks past and they're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and you know, and you just stand there like, yeah, yeah no, I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's cool just seeing them, them proud and stuff. And then, cool. yeah, you know, been helping people out, talking to the, the contractors there and seeing what they want. What's going on. It's fun. You just, it, the plus is you get to see different people every single day. You're right. just seeing all these different people come in and out and people you're, you're vaguely familiar with. So well, every day is not the same. That's a, that's what I like. When you were at Home Depot, well, when we were at Home Depot, I remember you started getting climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder and stuff like that. When you left Home Depot, were you a manager or assistant manager or anything? No, I went all the way to the bottom. Really? Yeah. I was at, when I was at Home Depot, I had just passed my assistant manager um uh, interview which is what they made you go like a panel interview oh, and then okay. they told me i was waiting for the new home depot on ming to open because i was prior to that being open but that was eight months away and i was young cocky and it, i was just really arrogant yeah and i was like dude i'm fucking awesome so if you guys don't have a place for me now I'm then you better, better figure it out yeah and so then they put me on overnights and then i told them i'd do it for six months because apparently i just decide things i don't know <laughs> and after six months i went in and i'm like hey i did my time you know i fucking did my prison time and the manager was like, I don't have anybody to replace you. I need you to be there right now. I can't. Everything we just fixed, if you leave, it'll go back. It'd be worthless. Yikes. And I was like, peace. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's when you went to Lowe's. No. No? No, dude. I left Home Depot and got a job at Bright House as a cable installer. Oh, that's right. And I was that's like, right. on the road all day? No boss? This is going to be amazing. Dude, I'll do whatever <laughs> I want. And that's when I had to quit because my mom passed. 
yeah. God. <laughs> mom did not pass, by the way. Oh, my Love God. You, mom. What was that? Episode 30, I think <laughs> we talked about this shit. Yeah. Bad <laughs> times. Then I sold sold uh, life insurance, 401k plans for a little bit. Uh, rode the food stamp program for six months. That was amazing. Dude, I don't know if we ever talked about food stamps, but food stamps, first of all, ridiculous. Right. No, no reason they should give you this much money. But $700 on a debit card that you can buy pretty much whatever you want with, dude, we went ham. Every month we were buying all... I stacked sodas, dude. I had Mountain Dews and Coke stacked in there. We were just having barbecues. Hey, who wants to come over this weekend? we go buy a bunch of meat and sodas. No shit. We had so much money that we were buying groceries for other people. Like, Carrie, Carrie's cousin was like, oh, I'm having a hard time. She's like, oh, you want to go buy some groceries? I'm like, we have no money, but we have this, like, unlimited grocery card. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. I'm not to mention, you know, Carrie was getting some money through the program because neither of us were working at the time. I was trying to sell on my own, but wasn't. I didn't have much of an income. That's uh, it was nuts. it was nuts. Like at the time, I was like whoop whoop, and afterward, I'm thinking, what a bunch of pieces of shit are out there, and we're allowing this. <laughs> they allowed me to do that. Did you buy any lobster tail or anything, dude? Yes, we. I'm not kidding, Donny. We lived it up. That's fucking. I don't. Insane. I didn't like steaks at the time. I'm a big fan now, but I didn't like it at the time. <laughs> we we bought steaks and cooked them just because we could. You know, that's. I don't know. You were friends with us during that time. That's insane. You probably enjoyed some of the fruits of those. I do. Now groceries. I remember. <laughs> Fuck. I was wondering what you were doing for fucking income. <laughs> yeah, dude. Food stamps and sucking dick. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> That's crazy. That's man. fucking funny. I remember one time years ago, dude, I was, we were living in Shafter, and uh, I, I think it was like on my way home from school or something, we'd found a little booklet of food stamps. At that time, it was, you know, like paper money, and found the motherfucker and me and my homie Edgar. And we go home, drop off our backpacks and shit like that. And then we walk back to the corner store. I was like, fuck, we got food stamps, dude. Like, we bought every (laughs) fucking thing. Every hot Cheeto you can think of. Every candy bar. Every drink. Like, it was fucking insane. And we walk up to the fucking cash register. And it's an Arabian, like an Arab store. We walk up to it. We just put everything on the fucking counter. And he kind of looks at us like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's like, fuck, it's government money. I'm going to take it. You right. know what I mean? And he, we we fucking, we don't know like what's what. Yeah, it says like $5, $10 or whatever. But we're just like, here, fucking take the book. And, right. You know what I mean? And he gave us, well, I think what had happened was he gave us like uh, a few left that were in the in the book. But then he asked us, he was like, is this yours or some shit? And we are like. Yeah, you know, like whatever. yeah. Look, I'm, look at me. I'm not fucking working. And, yeah, dude, it was fucking amazing, dude. Like we we ate like fucking kings. Yeah, it's crazy. Kings, like it was fucking. It's it's nuts, dude. The best part of that whole story for me is that you totally fucked him on inventory. Yeah. Because the next week he was like, "We need to order hot Cheetos and then a lot. What if they come back? We, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many to have on hand. No shit. He uh, bought like 28 boxes and then 30 of them. There t- 14 uh, of those boxes went now. yeah stale. <laughs> selling them for nickels. He's like, where are those food stamp boys? (laughs) That's crazy, dude. I think it's, I think Nick Swartzen's the one that that does that bit about how he wanted everybody that he's there that night with to go over to the 7 Eleven across the street and buy a fucking Slim Jim. He's like, I'll totally mess them up next year. They'd be like, I don't know what happened in January, but we sold 2,000 Slim Jims. We need to bulk up, Stan. <laughs> that would suck for that fucking store, dude. It really happens, dude. Just today at work, I, I'm looking at this box of these fucking feathered guineas that you stick in the ground as you're doing your shit. And I asked him, because he's like, how many do we order? I said, how many have we sold in the past year? He's like, well, we sold 20 boxes last month. And I was like, shit, maybe we should order a lot. He's like, and before that, we didn't sell 
any until February. We sold one box prior to that. So I'm like, what the fuck? We sold one box the whole year and then 20 boxes in December? I don't know how many to order. Yeah. <laughs> do I order 20 in case that 20 guy comes back? Or That's do I order nuts. two because we only sold one? That would suck. Yeah. Holy shit. Risky, dude. That is. Yeah, speaking of shit that's getting sold, going to be fucking bad. Going to get sold a lot today or this this month. Girl Scout cookies. Oh, is that this month? Yeah. I already put, I already put, shit. My dealer is starting to sell on <laughs> Sunday. So she says she could meet us on Super Bowl Sunday, but I was like, yeah, we're, it's my, it's the Chiefs playing. My wife's the Chiefs fan. I was like, we'll wait till Monday. I'll pick it off. I got, I got Monday off anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I went, I went ham. I bought two boxes of everything. Well, not everything. I had four of them. So is Monday holiday? It's funny that you say that a lot of school districts are now, uh, observing that day as a holiday what so is like it? super bowl after super bowl monday or whatever they want to no call it. way yeah so th- i guess some school districts in delano have been doing it but there's a few here in kern county that are now doing it and i asked amy I, but her her district isn't but yeah i was like damn that's fucking awesome hopefully dude, i mean let's be real on, right it should let's be real dude super bowl the, the monday after super bowl should be a fucking holiday maybe not paid Maybe not, you know what I mean? But 90% of the workforce is fucking hungover. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the last thing you want. As Production has slowed on that day. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so hopefully that catches on. That'd be fucking awesome. I'm um, off. I'm off the whole week. We're going to Vegas. Are you? Yeah. It's the world of concrete. So now it's a work thing. Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's tight, dude. I know. It's fun. Free room. Jealous. I go on... My last two weeks of baby leave, save two weeks. Ooh. So the following, so that starting the 10th. Nice. So I'm going to go on two weeks. Love that shit. Pretty much the rest of fucking February. Right. So. Should have saved it for March, dude. You know, I was thinking about pulling one week off and just using one week from March the 10th Madness. on and then use one for March Madness. Yeah. But then I also thought about using one in April, but uh, it runs out because I wanted to go to the draft in mm. Vegas. Yeah. Um, but I did. Olivia was born like on the 16th. The draft's on the 20th. So you get a year to use all six weeks from the state. So oh, gotcha. It'd have to be used by, by March, if anything. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to. Damn regulations. Them. Right? Fucking Newsome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's, there, there's a lot of shit going on right now in Bakersfield, dude. Um, second phase brewery just opened up two hours I ago. I saw that. Yeah. And parking is a fucking nightmare downtown right now. Yeah, I know. I just parked eight streets over. It's fucking crazy. I'll give you What's a happening? To leave. <laughs> I don't know. That business just opened, Second Phase Brewing. We had them as a guest on episode like 14 or something like that. And uh, their grand opening started at 4 p.m. today. So, Well, either that place is fucking popping or well, the Condors are playing. I don't know Condors what's happening. Condors are playing too. Maybe Condors are it. playing tonight. Um, but <clears throat> John and Jason just went to the grand opening. They said it was fucking... When they walked in, there weren't very many people. But then when they were walking out after they got their flight, the fucking out the door around the corner. So it's right there on 19th and uh, what's it's Q? Go backwards. R. No. This isn't good. <laughs> is it N, I think? O? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. L-M-N-O-P-Q. P. P. Yes. My Winner! So it's right there on the corner. And so like all of these fucking cars, dude. He said, the, I mean, all the people are around. They were waiting, like, all the way down here. 
I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's why all the fucking parking lot. I, I lucked out. That's, why there's pro- that's probably why there's a cop sitting in a Vespa or a couple streets over waiting to pull people over or something. Maybe. It's like, oh, brewery opened? Yep. Sweet. My boss told me I needed six today. Promotion in a week. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, and then you got the Condors. Condors are playing. This is a Jersey, Jersey giveaway. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. They said it was the busiest or the biggest game of the year for them yeah. as far as fans. Yeah. Uh, shit, when I was driving up on Truxton, um, it was there was already a line. Fucking right there at the front, but yeah, dude. So that's that's pretty cool. Second phase, second phase brewery. Um, if you haven't heard of them, or uh, yeah, if you haven't heard of them, just go check them out. They opened today at four. Was the grand opening, and um, we we were lucky enough to get Frankie Francisco Miranda on a podcast and interviewed him, and he brought two beers that he had brewed himself. One of them was called S So Fancy. Oh, Spanish. And I, yeah, and I don't remember the other one, but that SL Fancy one was really, really good. It had like a, it was infused with like cucumber and like some other stuff, but it was bomb. It was really good. If you like craft beer, um, and actually right now, I think that's the only um, brewery downtown. Um, so. I prefer craft macaroni and cheese, but to each their own. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of macaroni and cheese. Oh my god, dude! I got pound boxes of that. I don't know why. I think because I grew up on it. Maybe honestly, dude, I can eat grilled cheese and macaroni and cheese constantly. You know, grilled cheeses, I can. I don't know what it is about macaroni and cheese. No. Maybe you should put macaroni and cheese in your grilled cheese. Oh my shit! Amy's gonna come home and she's I like, "Hey, be- where are you? I'm in the bathroom." <laughs> I would be. I had dinner. It was amazing, but afterward, this dessert is terrible. I would be, dude. I'm fucking lactose intolerant. I'd Bring all, the toilet paper. All fucked up. Um, so yeah, and then obviously Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh man, probably the best fucking time of the year, yeah. other than last like, year. Christmas yeah, and last year sucked. Yeah, last year sucked. But yeah, Chiefs and Niners, and, and we talked about these yesterday on the, po- on the podcast. Um, at what is it at talk enough at talk enough on Twitter, um, enough talk sports talk, right? <laughs> is that what it is? Enough talk, said sports talk. Nux, enough said sports talk is the podcast show on iTunes. Check us out. Um, but yeah, we're on Twitter at talk enough. And yesterday we were talking about it. I'm still I don't know who to fucking pick. I thought about our conversation yesterday, and I, at first I was heavy on the Niners. Yeah, yeah. Because their defense, and now I'm like, fuck that offense though. It's I and mean, we talked about it. They're so fucking fast, dude. Explosive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go down. I hope it's a great fucking game, but yeah, I just just don't give me a blowout. I don't want a fucking forty-four to seven game. Just give me a game, and I'll be excited because yeah. I'm happy for both these teams. I'm excited to see somebody win. I'm pumped for this game. Yeah, just give me a game. I don't give a shit who wins. Yeah, I think for me, I, my wife's a Chiefs fan, and man, I think it would be awesome for her to to experience. It would suck. She's that she would fucking never win this experienced. One before. Yeah, she'd never experienced one. Yeah, I mean, I experienced my team going right. But that shit was a fucking blowout. Talked about that on the show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> still hurts, man. Still hurts. I remember that was that Sunday we had played football and I sprained my ankle. I went to fucking urgent care and I thought I was going to miss the game, but ended up making it home. 
So I'm watching the game, sitting on the fucking couch, the sprained ass ankle, pissed off because they were getting blown out. And it was just the worst experience of my life in terms of Super Bowls. But so, yeah. Who, so who'd you, who are you going to pick again? Who, who, who's your pick? I picked the Niners. You picked the Niners. Yeah, I just figured they control the game as much as they can. Their defense is super good. Slowing it down with the run. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know what? Let's fucking be honest. I picked the Niners because I want the Chiefs more. So if they win, I'll be like, yes. <laughs> but if the Niners win, I'll be like, I fucking called that. Called it. Called it. <laughs> Boom. Oh, man. All right. Let's, I'm that let's, kind of guy. Yeah, you are. You are. Let's uh let's get right into it. Um did you see that? And I sent you this the other day. Uh Utah bill prohibits people who owe twenty five hundred more, uh twenty five hundred dollars or more in child support um from getting a hunting license. I mean that's a good so, thing, but they need to grow that a hunting license. Okay, so if you can't pay <laughs> your child support, right, you, you definitely should, shouldn't be out hunting. Right. Because you're not hunting to feed, feed yourself. That's very unlikely at this mm-hmm. point. You're hunting life. for sport. Right. You're hunting for fun. And, but there should be more. If you're, if you're that far back in child support, you should not be able to buy a car. Mm-hmm. You should, you shouldn't, they should restrict your bank account. I mean, it's so frustrating that, that, Deadbeat dads do that. Yeah. They get so far behind in child support, but then they're still out, you know, taking photos in Vegas and shit, yeah. living it up. And right? you're like, dude, what? You yeah. know, and it just leaves frustrated moms, you know, <laughs> see all this. I agree, dude. I agree. I, that, that's the thing. And like hunting tags aren't cheap, especially if you go for like, you know, bigger game. You know what I mean? Like, right. And you're, you're still, you're buying bullets. You're buying, it's, it's not a cheap sport. Yeah. So, uh, Unless you go out there with a bow and arrow and you're shooting rabbits because you're starving, I'm not on board yeah. with you hunting while you owe child support. Child support is fucking crazy, dude. Like, I hear, so like I know some people who owe, you know, child support and they they pay it, but like they, it seems like they got fucked by 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 the courts, and you know they they they're not falling behind or anything, but they're taking like fucking almost half of their check. Yeah. And it's like, it's shitty because they're still good parents. You know what I mean? What sucks is, or what, what happens is the court takes the side of the, of the, of the woman, of the mom and just gives them the benefit, benefit of the doubt. And it's like, okay, you have, you owe this much. It's like, well, fuck this guy still has to make a living. You know what I mean? And it's not like, it's not like he's being a shitty dad or he's not, you know, wanting to see his kid. He just happens to not get along with the mom. And, and, and it kind of sucks, dude, that, that some of the guys, I know like it's starting to change and they're starting to give him, you know, a little bit more benefit of the doubt to the, to the dad. But fuck dude, sometimes it's like, dude, you guys, you, you're just spiting the dad. The mom is, you know what I mean? And yeah, most- I, in my experience and I, what I've seen for the most part is it's a lack of ability to compromise mm-hmm. because typically you can avoid going to court and dealing with that. Yeah. You should be able to work that out together. Right. And moms will, for the most part, lean to wanting you to be there, be a part of it, help out, pay for things. And if they go take you to court and put you through the ringer, you're not going to do that. Right. You're not going to have the money to do that. You're yeah. not going to, when they go to you and be like, oh, hey, they want to play baseball. You're like, I can't afford it. You know, you I put, to be at work. I'm paying $1,200 a month for child support for one, one child. That's yeah. insane. But, what I've seen is the guys, 
they're like, oh man, she said I had to pay seven hundred bucks for my two kids. He's like, I, uh, I, I, I offered three, and I'm like, three hundred dollars. Yeah, what that. You know, like she's being reasonable. My, I, this is how much I make. This is how much extra money I have. And I'm like, dude, that you're for, you're basically forcing her to go to court. She's not going to take three hundred dollars a month for you, right? To dude. take care of two children, three hundred dollars a month, and, and if they're young, if they're babies using diapers, that shit ain't fucking. That's just diapers. That yeah, that ain't covering much, dude. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But I think for the most part, you people can avoid that if they just work together on it it's yeah. better for both parties yeah. it doesn't do either of them any good neither of them want to go to court that much neither of them want to get the the courts involved and have yeah. to go through the whole process and not only that the courts take some of that money yeah so if you can't work it out mutually between the two of you and you go to court you're getting child support and he's also getting hit with court fees mm -hmm. so it's lawyer fees and all that shit yeah they take they take a surplus out for each one yeah that's crazy dude i you know and then like you said if you get a chance to you know, work it out outside of court and come to an agreement on something and and you're still being the dad or being the good parent, you know, one of the good parents to the kid, then there, you shouldn't be able to, you know, not come up with an agreement and be able to, you know, say, hey, okay, like this month I'm going to give you this. And, right. you know, if you come up short one month and say, hey, look, you know, I had trouble, you know, at work or whatever the case may be, you know, I'm going to give you this much. And as long as you're still civil, with each other like there's no reason you shouldn't be able to to you know find common ground on something like, exactly like and then it, the ones who complain they're like she's being a bitch man she's not she's just she's crazy blah blah i'm like you picked that one yeah i, I want to feel bad for you but at the same time you chose her and then you had a baby with her mm -hmm. and you married her and now you're mad that she's crazy i mean you didn't know this shit for the last five years yeah the one and then on the same token then you get that that, that crazy bitch that gets x amount of money and then spends most of it and doesn't give any support to the child. Yeah. You know, and wants to be out there fucking partying and kids always at the babysitter and, and or grandma's house or whatever while they're downtown at fucking the Mint or Padre down here, you know, being fucking sucias. Like, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, there's there's definitely the, the, the bad apples on, on both sides, but, um, you know, that, that find a common ground. If, and just keep just be happy right. you know that you guys are apart you know and it's not the kid's fault yeah take care of the kid absolutely dude um moving on let me see this one kind of and, it, and it's it's about the kobe the kobe situation but comedian ari shafir gets blasted for celebrity uh celebrating kobe bryant's death and just we, the title's awful yeah we talked about this yesterday on on uh talk enough um or enough whatever the fuck it's called rich i i'm sorry i'm butchering this damn enough said sports talk there we go we talked about this yesterday on enough said sports talk and if you guys don't know the comedian his name's ari shafir <clears throat> um and when kobe passed he had posted shit uh on his twitter and basically you know basically Give talking shit about Kobe and, and so I'll, I'll read the tweet verbatim. It says Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. He got away with rape because all of the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Fuck the Lakers or hashtag fuck the Lakers. First things first. Fuck you, Ari Shaffer. For, for for celebrating someone's death, whether they're celebrity or not, whatever past they have, 
c- celebrating someone's death like that and and acting like it's a fucking joke like that's a piece of shit move and you probably will never hear this fucking podcast dude but you're a piece of shit for saying something like that um secondly dude like fucking a like you guys are in the same i wouldn't well i wouldn't say same class kobe's obviously his legacy is alone is bigger than ari chauffeurs will ever be but you both are in hollywood and for you to just fucking go out and talk shit like that about somebody like is it for clout what are you doing what what are you are you trying to like get clicks are you trying to you know do you really feel that way and if you feel that way dude i'm sorry you are a fucking piece of shit human being i think he does he's a new yorker and i i think that's I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a jump for publicity. Right. I think he was just spouting off on his true feelings, and he's just a tool. That's fucking. You know, ridiculous. that's just. It's just unfortunate that he took to that because my whole point was I don't care whether you like Kobe or not, and I don't care whether you care if he's de- dead or not. I don't I mean his chopper could have gone down, and you could have felt nothing. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, you don't need to, but you definitely should feel something for the families that died and the sister that was lost you know kobe's daughter died yeah the mom lost a child there's there's a lot of loss in that and all you did was celebrate the death of kobe of kobe not realizing you just celebrated the death of these kids father mm-hmm. you know it's just selfish and very small-minded and then on top of that it's it's just classless mm-hmm. you know I, I wanted to say wait but don't even wait just don't say it yeah it's not necessary to just say shut it. your mouth if you're glad he's dead, be glad he's dead on your own. Yeah. Don't go out and Don't voice share that. that. Don't share that with the world. And the other thing too is like he was un Kobe was unfaithful. He had he he had that mishap or you know, that bad decision, whatever the case may be, you know, in his marriage. He could have had a hundred bad and, decisions. Right. Um what I'm saying what I'm getting to is is if we're automatically as a people condemning people right. for something that they've slipped up in the past. That they've, you know, whatever, adultery or theft or whatever. If if we're not able to, like, forgive somebody and accept that they're human, right? It, it's It sucks because Kobe has proven, he has proven that he moved on from that. He learned from that, right? Uh, he's even had, after the fact, he's he even worked on his marriage. They were at a breaking point at one point, and he... He decided to go all in and he changed his ways or whatever the case. And he made his marriage work. Right. And that's what it's all about. If you automatically, if you get married and you're just like, ah, fuck this, you fucked up. I'm done. Like, that's not a marriage. You never wanted to be married to me. Right. Yeah. In, in my opinion, if, if you go into a marriage, well, you were never committed. You were never, exactly. Yeah. You were never committed to that marriage or that person. Right. So my thing is, 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 for him to condemn Kobe like that, and do we all made jokes? I made jokes in the past about Kobe. Oh, he did this, he did yeah. that. You know, he cheated on his wife, and she only took him back because of the ring. I'm not gonna lie. I made points. I I made jokes of that. Right. You know what I mean? But looking at it, and it's sad that it took the tragedy that that happened. But looking back, Kobe, Kobe, like he admitted his faults. You know what I mean? He admitted his mistakes, and. To see how he was as a father and as a husband and and really diving into that role after basketball, like he was on his way up, dude. Like he was he was 
how can I say it? He was proving to people that he moved on and that his wife even forgave him and that he was being a better person. He was committed to being a better person, a better father. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that, you know, Ari Shafir wants to fucking sit there and condemn somebody like that, I think is, is irresponsible. I think it's just flat out fucking wrong. You know what I mean? We're not, and, and we're not in any position to, to sit there and, and, you know, condemn people for their mistakes. See, for me, it's not, I, I, I don't care about him as a, as a husband. You know, he, he allegedly raped somebody, sexually assaulted or whatever. He cheated on his wife. I don't care if he turned his life around and was a better husband to her or I don't know. I don't trust people. You know, I don't, I don't trust stuff that especially right. you see in the limelight because everybody's better and fixed it and they're good now. And then you find out they're not, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just what I've learned with life. But for me, it's separate, you know, no matter what Kobe did to his, to his wife by, I mean, I'm not condoning any type of sexual assault, but right. if he's cheating on his wife, that's not a crime. Right. You know? And it's separate from the fact that he was, he's, he's never had any problems with his being a father. Right. He's always been dedicated Involved. to his children. Yes. Committed the whole reason he was on the co- the helicopter is because he wanted to be there to take his daughter. He mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to be with her. He wanted to pick her up from school. That's why he bought a helicopter. They, yeah. He did that interview where he talked about, they asked, why does he fly everywhere? And he said, because I, I couldn't get through LA in time to get my to get from practice to get to go pick my daughters up from school. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. And the only way to do that was to, to use the helicopter. So that's why I did that. That's a dad. Yeah. So no matter what kind of husband he was, he was still a great dad. Yeah. And those kids don't know him as anything other than dad. Exactly. Yep. Until this piece of shit has to come out and celebrate a death. Yeah. They, that's what I'm saying. You don't think about, you're only thinking about the way you feel or you're only trying to protect his wife, quote unquote, you know, by, yeah. by saying what you're saying, but you don't think about the kids. That's his true. wife's his wife's fine in in relation to whatever they went through. Mm-hmm. She's still she was still in the relationship. Yeah. So if your heart was broken or they had struggles or they almost broke up or whatever, whatever that all amounted to, she was still there. So she lived. You don't That's need to protect point. her. I mean, now she's probably going through hell, but That's a great she, point. You know, she made it. So that's that was the part that frustrated me. Yeah. It was just a shitty shitty move all around by Ari. Um and I was reading some of the 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 uh, replies to to that tweet and you know here's one that says that rape allegation never added up to anything kind of like your shitty comedy career why don't you do everyone a favor and fade back into non-existence you fucking scumbag um man people were just going in on him dude and with with good fucking reason you know what i mean uh there's another one big talk for a guy who drugged bert with consent yeah <laughs> So, did you ever hear about that? What he did no. to, to Burt Kreischer? Kreischer? Oh yeah, yeah I, did, I did, I did. So he fucking he he spiked his drink with Molly, and thought it was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have killed the guy, right? And thought it was fucking hilarious, dude. And it's like this is the guy that doesn't understand comedy. Yeah, he just doesn't get it. Yeah, it's sad, dude. Uh, let's see. And just like that, your career ended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and his career wasn't all that great. To be honest, like I've listened to some of his stuff and it's like, mm, yeah, there's some funny stuff, but it's, he's just, he's not, I mean, he's not for me, but. Well, he just pissed off. See, the problem is, is like Skip Bayless pisses everybody off. Right. I mean, I, I really can't stand that guy and I don't listen to him at all because I don't like him, but mm-hmm. because I'm friends with everybody, they, they'll send stuff to me like, did you see this? And I'm like, well, now I did. Yeah. 
You know, he says dumb shit all the time. Like right now he's bitching about the Chiefs and talking about how they're overrated and he's oh, just stupid. Gosh. I know. He just does stuff for clicks. But he's able to turn that into a show because people hate him so they watch him. Watch him. This is not like that. No. This isn't you, you don't talk about somebody that's beloved like that by half the nation and they're not going to watch your comedy act just to see what you're saying. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't equate into what it, I think you, you know, would, would His hope intentions it would. were. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a good any publicity is good publicity situation. This is one of those where you fucked up. You do, yeah, royally. I know I'll never watch any of his shit ever. Absolutely He's on, not. I'll just turn him off. And I guarantee you there's thousands of Kobe fans that will also never watch never his watch shit. Him. Probably never did. Probably not. You know what I mean? This guy says, send me your address, please. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope somebody puts hands and feet on you immediately. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. Someone in LA. Someone in L.A., give him the fade he deserves. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, you know, that one, it, that pissed me off, dude. And, you know, then people start fucking throwing memes out and stuff like that. And, you know, like trying to be funny and say hashtag too soon. And it's like, yeah, too soon, motherfucker. Like, what do you expect? You know, there's there are people that looked at Kobe as an influence, whether they knew him or not. You know what I mean? There's people why there's people that he was the reason as to why they played basketball. But or I, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, you know, and so so the 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 grieving is real. The 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 feeling is real. Uh, you know, they felt like they lost a part of their life. And you know, for people to shit on that, for people to say like, "Oh, he was nothing to you. He never did anything to me. He didn't pay my fucking bills. He didn't do this, he didn't do that." Dude, that's a selfish way of fucking thinking. And that, that's what I was going to say. It speaks to the insensitivity level that we have as a people now. Yeah. I think social media plays a huge part of that. Yes. But it's crazy how different it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it, sometimes I feel like people pride themselves on being shitty people. Yeah. You know, or, or they're like, oh, look, everybody's talking about Kobe. And they're like, well, I'm not. Yeah. Well, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, why are you bringing it up? Why are you saying that out loud? Yeah, are you proud of that? You just make yourself look like a tool in front of everybody mm -hmm. else, but they weren't even looking at you. Yeah. But that's you see that all the time. It's just people, it just comes out. And the ability for anybody to say whatever they want and basically have no repercussions, you just see awful shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's a sad way of living. It's a sad way of being. They're trying to be the tough, the tough person that shows no emotion, has no feeling, you know, says things, like you said, just to get fucking roused out of people. It's like, dude, like, why go through life that way? Why go through life trying to be the tough guy, the the no feelings, no emotion kind of person? Like, it's 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 fucking exhausting. I think that's got to be. You know what I mean? And it's got to be lonely. Yes, that too. People don't cling to those people. No. You you naturally, as a human, want to cling to somebody that's going to lift you in some way or another, yeah. make you laugh, make you feel better about yourself, make you feel better about life, give you drive, give you passion, give you. You know, surround. They always say, surround yourself with people that share the same vision. Yeah, right. Or you a know? better one. Or a better one. Right. You know, because it gives you that 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 um. You know that thought process to to you know what I'm gonna go after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be a better, you know, friend or better employee. Whatever. I want to be, you know, a fucking radio star. I want to be music. Whatever. And surrounding yourself, having your circle with those type of people that that encourage you. And, and, and so to speak, they tell you to go grab the bag, go get the bag. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, that's what you should do. And, and 
people cling to that. You know what I mean? Not being fucking dickhead. They say that if you're if you're the least successful person yeah. in your circle, you're in the right circle. Mm-hmm. And if you're the most successful person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. Wrong circle. That makes one hundred percent complete sense. Yeah. sense. That's true, man. Um, but yeah, fuck you, Ari Shafir, and uh, hope your career goes to shits. Moving on. Hope it stays in the shits. It stays in the shits. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, you know, what? back to back to that real quick. I hope that like because he's part of that Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub, uh, Burt Kreischer. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, I forgot. But he's part of that crew. You know yeah. what I mean? They always go to the comedy store. Always, you know, Joey Diaz. It's all them. I hope, I fucking really hope that some of those people, if not all of them, told him to, sh- like, dude, you fucked up. You know what I mean? You fucked up. But why, why say this? And if, you know, if he keeps trying to, like, be whatever, I hope, I hope Joe Rogan just knocks his ass out. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Like, dude, don't be a fucking shit human being. He seems like the the goofy piece of shit guy of the group that yeah. they're all like, God damn it. Fuck, again? I know. You, we're going out tonight? Are you, is Ari coming? Ah, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> all right, but he's right. your fucking problem tonight. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, dude. He does seem that way. But, you know, I just hope that the people that he's around, you know, like Joe Rogan and all of them, like, talk some sense into him. If not, beat his ass. Yeah. That's, that's just... That's just a shitty thing to say, but um, let's lighten it up. This one's this one's kind of funny. Did you see that? Florida man, fuck! I clicked the wrong link. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestles Gator. Florida man uh, gets walloped. No, it's not this one. I clicked the wrong one. Yeah, it is this one. Don't worry, guys. It's coming. It's coming. Florida man known for viral Easter Bunny brawl, arrested after hit and run, tells cops to quote unquote Google him. Dude, yeah. So I guess this you gotta guy, let them know if you're a big deal. Yeah, you know and this I mean? is on Fox News, so this is fucking <laughs> legit, guys. All right. Um, th- I guess this guy is known for uh, uh, the Easter Bunny brawl. It's it, it went viral or some shit. Um, he was helping a cop at that time. He was helping a cop arrest a guy. Yeah, and ended up getting a fight or some shit or or, or whatnot. But um, so I guess this one, he was. So Antoine McDonald, 21, drove his motorcycle through a stop sign and crashed into a carport, uh, which collapsed and damaged, yada, yada, yada. When he was arrested, they asked him who he was, uh, and it said, and he says, uh, where'd it go, where'd it go? Basically, oh, here it goes. I wasn't in any crash. I'm the Orlando Easter Bunny. Google it, he told deputies. So this guy- That's straight out of fucking Talladega Nights. Yeah. Google me, bitch. Google me, bitch. Yeah. So I, I guess he was, you know, he's made a name for himself with that fucking Easter Bunny brawl. But it's just funny, like, that situ- that whole situation. Imagine being in a fucking cop car and they ask you for your information and you're just like, <laughs> Google me, bitch. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it was fucking kind of a cheesy, funny little story. But, um, so, yeah. Florida, bro. Florida's nuts. Dude, is, is it not seem like all the weirdest shit comes out of Florida? But you know what's crazy about that is I I asked, because my buddy Jason, he's from Florida, and, and I asked him, I was like, dude, like, everything... Hold on. Go ahead. I knew I was wrong. It's not Talladega Nights. That is from Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. 
Oh, okay. They tackle him in the house, those little those <laughs> yeah. little critters. <laughs> yeah. That's where Google Me Bitch comes from. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, it's all good. So uh back his name's Jason. He's from Florida. And I'd asked him and I was like, dude, all kinds of these crazy stories come out from Florida. Like Florida man does this. Florida man fucking wrestles gator or fucking whatever. It might be a fucking crazy story, but it comes out, you know? So he's like, well, Florida has a weird law. It's called the sunshine law. So everything that happens under, I guess, the sunshine is open to the public. So the public, once something happens, any arrest for whatever reason is made public and the public has access to so then that's why all these news outlets are releasing all this shit. You know what I mean? So it's not that there's more. It's just that we hear about it's it more. It's just that we hear about it, right? So like, you know, for example. That's like, true because that's, I mean, that's not, this story is like not that, yeah. crazy that a guy just said, Google me. Yeah. I'm sure cops have heard that before. Yeah. Or look me up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything like that here in big in Bay but I bet it's California. Happened. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. I'm pulling you over. Are you serious, dude? Do you know who I am? Look me up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Jamba Juice Banana fucking <laughs> got, in a, got in a, a fight, you know? But yeah, so he, he told me that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, get, I never knew that. So like, you know, anything and everything that you can think of is is accessible by public, from the, by the public. So yeah, it was kind of... That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So Still that's, though, Florida know, seems like a weird, a weird place. Yeah, it is definitely a fucking weird place, dude. I remember a few years ago reading that story about that guy that took the fucking bath salts and was... Yeah. They had like a zombie. He was like, yeah. they called like the zombie something or it was like the zombie plague or some shit. They told us they were coming, dude. Bath salts. So we're going to have to deal with zombies. <sighs> fucking zombies, bro. They're <laughs> eating people alive. Um, this one was this one was crazy. Uh, I, never, I never heard of it. Never, you know, uh, heard any news on it or anything. But... From ESPN and it's from the NFL. It says attorneys say saints help shape list of clergy accused of sexual abuse for archdiocese. Did you read it? No. Yeah. So I just skimmed through it. Basically, um, well, here I'll read a little bit. It says the New Orleans Saints said the on- they only did minimal behind the scenes public relations work on the area's Roman Catholic sexual abuse crisis, but attorneys suing the church allege hundreds of confidential saints emails show the team's involvement. Uh, went much deeper, helping to shape a list of credibly accused clergy that appears to be un, uh, undercounted. So basically what happened was they had a list of potentially or potential uh, sexual abusers in within the priesthood and the saints, saints protected them, protected them mm-hmm. and said, no, they're really not, you know, they didn't do anything. There's not much evidence, like basically doing their own investigation or whatever. And then actually putting out a list of, Saint uh uh priests that were involved, right? So so protecting some and then you know releasing right others. So when I fucking seen this, I was like, what in the hell? Like, I hadn't heard anything of it. You know what I mean? And and uh, like that's what was crazy to me is usually, you know, like ESPN would be, and it came from ESPN, but I I felt that this kind of this type of story would have been out like. Like big news, and I, I hadn't heard anything about it, so it was, yeah. like, was kind of nuts. I heard about it on the radio prior to that. I heard about them; say, they're talking about this being a possible issue, and I totally buy it. I mean, that there, there's powerful, not only teams, you know, but there's powerful law enforcement, district attorneys. Yeah, I mean, they they protect the Catholic Church. That is a tight 
tight. It's crazy, community. dude. And I, I'm I'm Catholic, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a crazy fucking. Like the a, Saints is the wrong team to be tied to this, too. Yes. <laughs> right? That is not good. It's not good. No, so much. They're going to have to change their names, bro. They're going to suspend Sean Payton for a year. Again. Just for a year. <laughs> Just for a year. You going to fire me? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. But that's nuts, dude. I, I mean, hopefully more shit comes out because, you know, and if it does, what do you think would What's be the, the outcome? What's the deal with the fucking priests and kids? Why is that such a thing? I don't know. I think I, I I would guess because being as a priest, they're not allowed to marry. They're not. And I'm not excusing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Priest, is it? Yeah, they're not. They're not allowed to marry. Because the dad in seventh heaven was, but he was Christian or something. Yeah, he wasn't Catholic. OK, so it's a Catholic thing. It's a Catholic thing. Catholic has nuns, though, right? They have nuns and they have bishops and they have. Um, so bishops are able to marry. Right. And it's like that's like a step below. Um, priesthood. Oh, okay. So, um, well, that's awkward. So, if you're a bishop and you're like, I want to be a priest, you're like, well, you're married. Can't do it. Listen, Sally. <laughs> yeah. Once I get promoted, you're out, dude. You're you know out. What they say, yeah. Um. So yeah, the, it, I remember reading something or hearing something about that and saying that that might be part of the reason as to why these priests do that kind of stuff because they have no like no relationship with the woman you know the wife to you know share sexual acts you know what i mean that that sense. you know what i mean so they they do that with it's just a fucked up thought that you know they do it to kids and it dude yeah i, I don't get it it's fucking sickening it's it's weird and I think I don't know if it was Pope Francis or Pope uh, Benedict, but they said they were trying to change it to where priests were would be allowed to marry, to see if that would you know, help or some shit. But well, it's not going to help the ones who not the ones that happen uh, right. that do it. They're now. already fucked. Yeah, they're fucked, and they, that they have that in their in their, yeah. their you know brain and their mind. So um, yeah, it, it was just it was, it's weird, dude. It's a fuck. Like you said, it's. I don't get it. I don't know why it happens. It's a fucking shitty situation for those kids. And what's that movie with uh it's tough. Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Um It's a good movie. Shit, what's it called? There's like four kids. Yeah. Um molested. They were molested. They killed. Was it Mystic River? No, that was Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kobe, we're gonna finish with Kobe, but not on a sad note. We're gonna st we're gonna rank our top uh, Kobe moments. You get it? Did we talk? Did we discuss this? Yes. What? I texted it to you. Top Kobe moments? Yeah, of all time. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Do you I think I said that? You remember for? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I said that's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, you did. You no, you go. I I don't like it. I love it. That's right. That is. That's that. what I say, people. And you didn't come prepared. I know. That's disappointing. It's funny because <laughs> I just went through my. I was just going through. I'm like, what's going to be our plant? My seed. Oh, there it is. Tony said it out loud. Ah. <laughs> so that's my, funny because I actually I actually planned this topic last night because I thought we'd get into top Kobe moments, but when I was going through the Kobe moments, that all the ones that I thought would be there, mm -hmm. they weren't. They were all Robert Ory moments. 
Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. When he hits that three pointer, to it's Robert Ory. Shit. I'm gonna find something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna do mine a little different. So, I wasn't a big Kobe fan. Me neither. Um, so, you know, I I remember certain ones like the alley oop thrown to Shaq, you know, to seal the game. Um, obviously his 81 point game against the Raptors and stuff like that. But I have a buddy, Chris Jackson, who lives in Oklahoma, is from Bakersfield, um, who is a huge Kobe fan. And this tragedy hit him hard, right? Because he's basically one of his big influences in, in basketball. So I had texted him and I said, hey, dude, we're doing this podcast. Our plant my seed is going to be top Kobe moments uh, of all time. You know, would you want to be able to would you want to be like a phone a phone guest? He's like, well, he has to, he's like, I got, I got to work, but you know, I can make a list like real easy, you know? And he sure enough, he did, dude. It was like within like 10, like five minutes, dude, he came up with this, his stuff. But, um, so yeah, I'm going to do my little different. My list is going to be sharing his list. That makes sense. Gotcha. Right. So, um, you want to start it? Or you want me to start it? Yeah, I'll start it. My, uh, my number four was December 20, 2005, where, Kobe scored 62 points through three quarters, and the Dallas Mavericks scored 61. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. That's <laughs> insane. I, I remember that one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Outscored the fucking Mavericks by one. Who's winning? Kobe? Oh, Lakers? No. no. Actually, Kobe is Kobe winning. Kobe by himself. Kobe's beating the five-member Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> okay, so Chris is number four. And real quick, just a little, uh, another little background uh, when this happened, I had texted Chris because I knew how big Kobe, what, what Kobe meant to him. I texted Chris and it hit him really hard. So, like I said, I just want I, I just want to bring to light, you know, his list and what, you know, these moments meant to him. They were huge for him. You know what I mean? So, um, so here it goes number four, uh, and I'm gonna read them verbatim. So, 60 in his final game, maybe the most surprising, unsurprising thing that ever happened. Kobe scored Kobe scored 60. And they came back and won that game. What? Of course he did. Fun fact, Kobe's last stat of his career was an assist to a guy named Jordan. A quote-unquote thank you maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it, you know, scoring 60 in his last game. I remember that going game. Going out like that. Yeah. Like, dude, that's, it's, it's it was such, pretty a, nuts. such a good moment for him like that. But, all right. What you got for number three? My number three is in 2013 when he made the uh, the two free throws with his uh, mm. with his Achilles tendon tear. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty devastating when he went down. Yeah. But seeing him kind of limp to the line, just to he put knew his free, it was, yeah, you know, like I'm just gonna make these buckets and and he came back for two more years after that, right? Yeah, or one more. Or yeah, two more? It's, yeah, he was off for the rest of the year. He was out, but yeah. he was able to come back and play. Yeah, he wasn't the same at all, but. I mean, except for that 60-point game. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you you brought this one up already, but his number three was 62 and three quarters against Dallas. Kobe 62, Dallas 61. <laughs> what? Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's insane, dude. Kobe was a fucking beast, bro. I know I wasn't a fan, dude, but he was the closest thing to Jordan, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he walked like him. You know, his fadeaway was like him. Certain, certain, you know, movements under the basket were like him. 
I mean, everything about him reminded me of Jordan. And so I think that's part of the reason why I wasn't a fan of him because I looked at him as, I guess, like a threat to Jordan's legacy. You know what I mean? But I kind of see that. I, so, ne- I never felt like he threatened Jordan. No. No. No, I, I mean, looking back, I don't. I always I, felt like I Kobe was a shooter while Jordan was a scorer. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And it's just Jordan. I felt Jordan could do everything. Mm-hmm. He was just fucking Jordan. Sweetness. Oh, my God. So good. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Number two. What was your number two moment? My number two was the career high 81 points for Toronto. Um, 81 points is ridiculous. Insane, right? And I don't know down. what that equates to in fantasy, but that had to be beautiful. Oh, fuck, right? They're like, God, I hope Kobe gets 80 tonight and I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was that was a great moment. And yeah, they they came back from that game too. They were, I think they were losing, but um, yeah. All right, number Chris's number two moment, iconic moment. Kobe lobs to Shaq to complete the fourth quarter comeback against Portland. I actually fell asleep during the fourth and woke up right before this happened. I was in disbelief, mostly because the Portland team was so good. That was the peak Kobe Shaq moment. So that's crazy. He was asleep and woke up. To, to to that dunk. And, and, yeah. Can you imagine just being like, fuck this game, falling asleep and then waking up and seeing that dunk and you're like, holy shit, we're, we won. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and he's right. Portland was really fucking good for a good stretch. Yeah. They had Stoudemire. They had some bonus. Um, they, were, they were really fucking good. And, uh, yeah, they just couldn't Yeah, but the Shaq-Kobe thing was... That was unstoppable. Yeah. They had that one three peat. If they didn't have their egos, who knows what they could have accomplished. I know, right? That's what's crazy. I like like that the Lakers were like, Shaq, you're leaving? Don't worry. We have a backup plan. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. And they won one. (laughs) Well, Andrew Bynum was another one. I think that was what they had hoped was going to work out. But instead, they took that cripply Frankenstein guy and put him in there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. All right. You're number one. My number one was Kobe setting the, uh, at the time, the three-point record, hitting 12 threes in that game. Oh, yeah. So it, he's hit nine in a row at one point. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. It was pretty crazy. That, that's been broken since then, but. Kobe's co- better three-point shooter, Kobe or Jordan? I don't know. Interesting. It's... Uh, it's hard for me to do it off the top of my head because I, my Jordan moments, you know, are, are specific. Yeah. I yeah, remember Jordan here. as being all incredible, mm-hmm. but I also had the very specific visions in my head of the dunk with the tongue out, the fadeaway against the jazz, the, you know, the, the moments where you're like, I could, I could watch the whole thing. I could just yes. keep seeing all of these things. Yeah. You know, that's that Sonic's fucking series, dude. <laughs> I, I remember that one. I miss the Sonic's Peyton being so fucking mad. Yeah. It was crazy. Those the Jordan Knicks games were great. Yes. I used to love watching those. There's such a battle. Always talking shit. And then that we just see that's the thing the about magic basketball. too. Against the magic too. With Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Penny Hardaway, yeah. Nick Anderson, uh Dennis Scott. See, I don't think we get that anymore. And that's for me why basketball's dropped so much, because we don't have the the teams that kind of grow together and right. they become like every team had the thing. The Bulls were what they were, the Knicks were what they were, the Pistons were what they were. You had these te- the Heat during that time. There's the, so much uh power to each player now. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. They can they they can 
you know, dictate where they want to go, you know, what team or who they want to play with. Like, you didn't have that back then. No, and back then you had six to eight power teams. Now you have six to eight power players. Yes. And yeah. it changes the whole magnitude of the league. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not one of those guys that wants players to be on the same team forever. I don't need that. Yeah. I think it's cool that Jeter played his whole career in New York, but yeah. I don't need that. Jeter could have gone and played somewhere else later on. Yeah. Montana did. That has no effect on me. Mm-mm. But at the same time, I don't want LeBron James going from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to L.A. and then making every team a super team every time he goes there. Yeah. You know, And then Durant's doing the same thing now. He's going yeah. from here to there to here to there. Russell Westbrook just went to Houston. It's just all these... Yeah. Teams doing this stuff, you lose that, you lose that great rivalry that there is none. There are none. What's the best basketball ever right now? Exactly. Hold on, let me get there. <laughs> you want to say you want to say Golden State versus Cleveland yeah. because of what we just went through, but neither of those teams are anything anymore. Nope. Cle- to, to Golden State's destroyed, and Cleveland evaporated. They're yeah. completely gone. That's true. That's true. You don't have that. I want to beat this person. Right mentality anymore. I want, you don't have that city hatred. Yeah. Instead, I fucking, now it's like, I, hated I would the heat. love to play him. Right. I would love to play with him, fucking win championships with him, blah, blah, blah. Before, it was like, no, fuck him. Like you, Barkley had even said it. He's like, I didn't want to go play with him. I wanted to beat him. Right. I wanted to fucking beat him. And the fact that I couldn't beat Jordan pissed me off. Every year, year after year, when he was with the Sixers or with the Suns, he couldn't beat Jordan, and that pissed him off. It drove him to want to fucking beat him. He never could, but he didn't end up joining him right you know and you know that's what we got now is people wanting to fucking join other players like you said and it's just it's really lost its luster yeah all right so chris's number one moment he says this is uh this is an easy one 81 point game was going to school in la and watched the whole game i was very it was very unexpected unexpected 26 at halftime down pretty big 14 i think down by close to 20 at one point. Shocker. Schmush Parker and Kwame Brown weren't getting it done. Kobe said, fuck it. 55 in the second half. Tex winner had to tell Phil not to take him out. Phil asked why. Tex says, he's got 70. <laughs> that's a fucking great moment for yeah. him. Like, that's, and it's, hearing that, you know, that dialogue between Tex, uh, Tex and fucking Phil, you know what I mean? And him saying, hey, dude. He's got 70 points. Don't fucking take him out now. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like, probably like, oh, yeah, all right. Okay. And he did. And he was like, all right. Yeah. Let him go. 11 more <laughs> points. Yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. Um, You know, that mama mentality, dude. People use that now in life, not just in sports. You know what I mean? Going out and, and not giving up on anything, having that fucking fierce, you know, that, that, that you know, drive to, to win. You know, win at life, win at whatever you're doing, you know, and that's, that's going to be Kobe's forever legacy. It's it's going to be, you and you know, you like, for instance, that, you know, you get a crumpled piece of paper and you, Kobe, and you shoot that's, it, you know that's, what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and then and, there's a terrible shot off the glass and <laughs> 40 feet away. Yeah, dude. So there's a lot that's tied into Kobe that people can relate to. And and that's the beauty of, for the lack of a better term, I guess, death. Yeah, death is sad. You lose people. We lose people all the time, and it, and it affects us in different ways. But there's beauty to it because you you think about the good times. You think about the stuff that, you know, coincided with your life that that make 
makes you happy and think about good things, happy things, right? I know, you know, I lost, you know, my grandparents when I was young and, and thinking back now, I remember times of being at their house in Mexico or when they were down here in, in, in uh, LA area and just seeing them and, and joking around with them. And, and, you know, in lieu of death, I was able to now think about all the good times that, you know, I had with them. And I think that's, that's the, that's the beauty, I guess, of death. We mourn, you know, we grieve, but we're able still, we're still able to like, think about like, Oh shit, dude. Like, for instance, Kobe was fucking, he was great, dude. He was a fucking, he battled, he was tough to beat, you know what I mean? And in sports, that's, that's, you know, a legacy you want to have. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, Chris, uh, if you listen to this, thank you for your list. Um, thank you for giving us your, your personal you know, thoughts on it through, through these, these moments. And I know it's tough, brother. Um, losing somebody that influenced your life that you looked up to, uh, in your basketball life. Um, but keep your head up. I know it's, I know it's rough, but you know, we'll all get through this dude. And if you, anybody else that felt, you know, a big loss with Kobe's, um, with this tragedy, not just with Kobe, but you know, his daughter and, and the other family, uh, if you're struggling with it, you know, I hope this podcast and, and other things, you know, helps you, you know, think about the good times and, and helps you get through, through all of this grief. So, um, yeah. you know, I saw a cool, a cool Jordan clip, which just reminded me of that. Cause when I was looking at all the Kobe stuff, um, YouTube will basically like guide you the, Oh, you like basketball? Oh, yeah. Cool. Dude, I can show you all this other cool basketball stuff. Well, there's a basketball clip and I can't remember about what, who this was or whatever, but it was that young kid that mouthed off as Jordan re- retired about, oh, I, I could take Jordan. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he showed up at practice and schooled the shit yes. out of him. I did. And I talked shit that. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Jordan's fucking awesome. <laughs> That is a great fucking moment. It wasn't even Jordan doing it to be like, oh, cool, look, Jordan's here. It was honestly because Jordan was like, fuck you. Nobody calls me out. I'm competitive, and I'll smoke you. Right. I don't care how old I am. Yeah. That's why he was so great. Shut his ass up. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> they, they, he had a like a close practice, too. I think that was what it was. He showed up to that practice, and he told everybody to get out but the players. Yeah. And obviously one somebody was recording it because they showed some clips of it yeah they had clips of it yeah but yeah that's fucking that's crazy that's so cool but all right man we come to the end of this one end of uh episode 33 guys thanks again for listening um again second phase by the time you listen this will be about three days uh three days open now um but welcome sec- to february welcome to february yeah uh no but second phase brewery is now open so if you like craft beer um, go, uh, pay them a visit. They're going to have, I think they have food. I, I haven't been there yet personally, but, um, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, be pretty awesome having a brewery downtown and supporting local, local businesses. So, uh, go check them out. And, um, yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Um, and yeah, if you guys have anything else, let us know. And what about you, Rich? No nope. closing thought. Anything? No, man. It's fun. Sounds good. I'll enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys later. We out.
see others on your feet. Live on the run, your fantasy. Feeling yourself, that's fine by me. Give me a rush. I stay high with you. 